Well, let's bring in Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big week. Uh, coming off a big homecoming win, so we're excited about that. Um, had some guys get some recognition this week that was, that was well-deserved. Um, you know, Robbie Michael um, had an outstanding game, went for um, you know, 200 passing, 200 rushing. I, I think he's the first player in school history to do that. Um, we're kind of checking into that. But uh, he was named the, the NAC Offensive Player of the Week, so very excited for him. And then uh, Augie Diaz on defense uh, was named the D3 Football Team of the Week, so excited for him. He had five tackles for loss, just had a monster game, had a safety, uh, really led a really good defense effort for us. So uh, proud of those two, excited for those two. Uh, and now we, we turn our attention to the Cheese Bowl, which is, you know, for us, a rivalry game. It's a, it's a huge game against a 6-1 and one Concordia team um, that we know is going to be absolutely uh, ready to play. So really exciting times here, and, uh, you know, Again, we're proud of what we did, happy with the win, and now um, our, our attention is totally on Concordia and, and how big of a game this is. Well, well let's talk about that game for a little bit because a couple of plays I want to talk about in particular to just get your thoughts on. So that they, uh, you go down, you're stopped, they come the other direction and, and get a touchdown. They miss the extra point. You know, I, and I, I understand that that seems like kind of a small deal, but when it when you're trying to get some momentum building, do little things like that matter to you on the sideline? Are you thinking, okay, they made a big mistake. Now, you know, let's let's capitalize on that. Does that does that matter that way? Yeah, I think early in the game, you know, the the the, the point doesn't matter as much. You know, the, just the fact that they had a scoring opportunity and, and missed an extra point, but um, it does have your your defense coming off the field uh, with a positive. You know, the last thing that happened with a positive for our team, and um, you know, early on, I, I don't think. Uh, you know, sometimes when it happens more in the middle of the game, it has a little more of an impact. You know, early on, I felt like our guys were, were really confident kind of throughout that we were going to be okay. Um, so I don't know if it had a, a huge impact being that it was the first series. Um, but I think at different points of the game, yeah, missed extra point on either side. You know, you can score and then miss the extra point. You kind of come up the field, and it's a little bit of a negative coming off the field. Um, yeah, it makes a little bit of an impact. Um, you know, I think for our guys, it was – you know, I, I don't know that, that being down 6 nothing, there was really any um, panic or any doubt or anything like that. So I don't know if it made as, as huge an impact on Saturday as it does some other times. Now you talked about this a little bit. You, you get down to the goal line and they're able to stop you, yep. um, which, again, could have been a, a kind of a turning point for them. But then you get a safety right off the bat. What, what is that like on the sidelines when you get a big turning point play like that? Yeah, it was big. You know, we were up 7-6 at the time. Uh, we drove down. We had two shots in the one-yard line and, and didn't execute. You know, on both, called two run plays, and, and on both of them, um, we didn't block it the right way. We, we missed some assignments and, um, you know, thought we had a chance to score on the third down play. Um, the fourth down play, we left the guy just unblocked. Um, you know, and that, that, was, that was disappointing. But you get stopped down there, and obviously they have some momentum, but you know, part of the reason that you go for it is you put your defense in a really good field position, um, you know, to try to make a play. Or, or worst case, you know, we, we forced them to punt from their end zone, and, you know, they weren't a team that was, uh, you know, very effective punting the ball throughout the year. Uh, so we felt like, okay, if we don't get it, we're going to get a good field position coming back. But uh, big-time play. Um, honestly, didn't really know what happened. We thought maybe we scored. They kind of fumbled and didn't really see who recovered it. I uh, thought maybe we had a touchdown and, uh, but getting the safety was big, and, you know, I think defensively it just brings so much excitement when you can score on defense. You know, a defensive score is, is kind of a killer because it's unexpected. Uh, it really fires up the defense. Um, but I think when, when you get one on defense with a safety, sometimes it's even more because you're, you're, you're getting the ball back offensively, and you get a chance to kind of get a two-for-one there and 
um, it was big, you know, big time play. And, and uh, like I said, I thought our defense played well throughout, but that was a, a, you know, I think the first time we scored all year on defense. So that was exciting for those guys as well. Now you talked about Robbie Michael having a huge week, 214 yards passing, 232 rushing. Are you a little surprised by this guy's success just five games into his college career? Uh, yes and no. Um, he's a really explosive athlete. He's a really competitive kid. Uh, I think the biggest surprise is probably how much better he's getting week to week. Uh, you know, his improvement has been has been rapid, and, and that's you know, uh, that's the thing that's so cool is you look kind of week to week, and every time he's he started, I think this is this was his. Uh, his fourth start, I believe, um, he's been better every game um, and just better with, with everything, you know, just more confidence in the scheme, you know, running the offense, making good decisions, uh, throwing the ball, and then obviously as a runner, he's, he's really dynamic. You know, he, uh, right now, I think he's sixth or seventh in the country in total rushing um, as a quarterback. He's the number one rushing quarterback in the country right now, um, and he's doing it, uh, you know, week after week. It's not like it's a one-game explosion. You know, he's He's been over 100 yards, I think, five times the rusher. And you know, he did that. He played about half of, of the first game. Um, he played about three series in week two. So, you know, he you know, hasn't played a full seven games or a full six games like some other guys. So, you know, what he's doing is really impressive. And, and he's, you know, a big part of the reason we're so excited about the future, you know, is, is looking ahead and saying, hey, we got this kid for another, you know, 35-plus games, hopefully, um, is really exciting. You know, I, I understand there's a lot of talk about Robbie and, and understandable, but early on in that contest, I thought Devin Harris was one of the biggest differences why you guys were able to move the ball and really had a huge game for you. His impact was, was significant. Do, do you see him getting more carries for you now? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of become our lead guy. Um, now, that, now that Jay's been out, um, he's kind of become the lead guy. And another guy that is just getting better week after week. You know, he's running uh, with so much um, greater force and, and just confidence. You know, I thought early in the year um, he ran a little tentative at times, kind of looking forward rather than, than uh, you know, maybe just being in a, a new scheme and things like that, not seeing the run game quite as well. And, and now he's really running through tackles and making plays. And, um, you know, had the big 75-yard run that set up the score right before the half. And we were kind of in an in-between situation. Didn't know if we were going to go tempo and really try to score or we were trying to get to the half. And um, he had a huge, huge run there to uh, – to set us up with the 75-yarder, but, you know, he's gotten so much, so much better. And, and again, um, another guy that you start thinking about, hey, having this kid coming back and, and kind of year over year, you know, if he continues at this rate of improvement, how special of a player he can be. And uh, it just gives you another option. You know, early in the year, uh, we had Jay, and, and when Jay came out, we weren't running the ball real effectively with our backs. And, um, you know, Vaughn has been, you know, it's been beyond just this game. You know, this game, the numbers were there. But kind of week to week, you know, against Benedictine, he ran better. Um, against St. Norbert's, he ran better. And, and you could just see this just running with more confidence. I thought against Wisconsin Lutheran, you know, back four weeks ago, uh, just ran better than, than he has in, in, in the first couple games. So um, the improvement's been rapid, and that's been the case with a lot of our guys. And, and one of the reasons we've been able to stay, you know, really positive about the future is there, there's just rapid improvement going on with a lot of our guys. And, and the more experience they're getting, the better they're playing. Now, 20-point victory, it looks like it was a decisive one, but those Cougars were just not going away, and your defense made a number of huge plays in that game. It just looked like just a few plays they got big plays off of, and that was kind of kept them in the contest. How did you feel your defense performed for you? Yeah, you know, a couple mistakes. We had a couple coverage errors, um, you know, from guys who, who usually don't make coverage errors. 
Um, and some of that was, you know, there's such a run-heavy offense. Um, you know, we were playing a lot of man coverage, a lot more man coverage than we have most weeks. And that puts you vulnerable, you know, if you don't have great eye discipline, things like that. Um, you know, but I thought, you know, we held them to 76 rushing yards, um, held them to 2.1 yards a rush, which, which was outstanding. Um, you know, and obviously they had a couple big pass plays. But outside of that, you know, really with the two pass plays and you know, that final drive, we, we extended a few times with some, some bad penalties. Um, you know, we, we gave up two 15-yard penalties on, on that last touchdown drive. But, you know, outside of that, I thought we played really solid defense and, um, you know, really got after them. We had a number of tackles for loss and a number of negative plays. And, um, again, it was just a couple breakdowns with eye discipline that, that, um, that hurt us in the past game. But overall, really good performance. Well, let's jump into this week. As you mentioned, rivalry game against Concordia, Wisconsin. They're 6-1. and one. It beat St. Norbert last week. So your thoughts on this battle? Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a heck of a test. They're playing really well. Um, they're six and one. You know, they're they're finding ways to win. We, we've talked a little about about our program, and we've kind of find found some ways to lose games late. Uh, they're doing the opposite. They're finding ways to win games. Um, you know, they, they they you know beat Eureka with kind of a last minute drive a couple weeks ago. You know, go to the overtime with St. Norbert's um, after giving up a lead in the fourth quarter. And sometimes when you lose momentum like that, it's really hard to come back in overtime. But but you know, they they did. They went down and scored. Their defense forced a turnover um, on St. Norbert's, and, and, and they won the game. And uh, just playing really solid football. You know, they're right in the thick of the conference race um, with, with just the one loss, and it's going to be a heck of a challenge. You know, it's a really veteran team they have, uh, playing a lot of juniors, a lot of seniors, and they're just really solid all over. You know, you look, and there's not there's not an apparent weakness anywhere. Um, they're led by by a senior quarterback that's been, you know, felt, it feels like James Lynn, James Lynn has been there for about a decade. Uh, we've been running around chasing him for a long time, and he's a guy that extends a lot of plays, makes a lot of plays with his feet. Um, but, but they're a really talented team. You know, it's, it's a tough environment to play in. You know, they they have the students that'll sit in the end zone and, and heckle you a little bit, and you know, you put that that all together with a rivalry game and, and knowing what's at stake for them. You know, we're going to get uh, an absolute great effort, I think, from Concordia, and we're going to have to find a way to match their intensity, um, you know, match their emotion if we're going to have a chance to win the game. Well, let's talk about that, you know, kind of senior-junior class that they had there because this is a very veteran team. And do you feel yep. that gives them any kind of major advantage in this contest? You know, I think experience, you know, we, we, experience helps, obviously. Um, you know, we're, we're playing some younger guys. Um, we feel like our younger guys are, are getting better. Um, but, but those guys, you know, the, the guys in Cordy have been through the battles. They've played in those those really tight games and, um, they found a way to win those tight games um, this year, but also in previous years. You know, it's been a program that's had success, and um, I think that's it's always an advantage. You know, anytime you have seniors, um, you feel like you have guys that they're just going to be a little more comfortable in close games and a little more comfortable when there's some adversity and things like that. So, um, yeah, very good senior class for them. And, and you know, the thing is, it's a, it's a group that, uh, you know, at, at all levels. So it's it's not like they're really a veteran group at, at one position group, but not everywhere. You know, both offense and defense, they have a lot of upperclassmen, and, and you see they're too deep, and it's a lot of upperclassmen, and um, they're they're just going to be really solid. They're not going to beat themselves and make a ton of mistakes. Um, you know, we're going to have to if we're going to win the game, we're going to have to go beat them. As you mentioned, James Len done a great job as quarterback for this team, but this looks like a club that definitely wants to run the ball first. So, how do you feel you match up against them? Yeah, they got a very good offensive line. Um, they've played a bunch of different running backs. So it's kind of been, you know, game to game. They'll have a guy that kind of becomes the lead back. So, 
Um, you know, it's a little bit different than, than a lot of teams where they have one guy. You know, they have four or five guys that may carry the ball at different times, and then Lynn's obviously a threat running the ball himself. So, um, you know, you got to keep him like like most games. You got to keep him out of those uh, really good down and distance situations. You know, so we got to win first down against the run. Um, you know, and, and then obviously while doing that, while putting a lot of emphasis on the run, you got to make sure you don't give up the big plays in the pass game. And you know, they have some guys. Um, you know, Booker at receiver, you know, Houlihan at receiver, they got some guys that can really make some big plays. So um, it's a dangerous offense. Um, they play with some tempo at times. Uh, at times they play very fast, so that's a challenge as well. Uh, they spread you out. They'll give you different formational looks. So, you know, it's, a, it's a definitely a challenge for our defense. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we'll start with Daniel, who says, do you feel like a weight has been lifted off the shoulders of your team by getting that first victory? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's been a long time coming, and, and we feel like, um, you know, there's some games earlier in the year that we could have won, um, and we did. And, and when that happens, you start to start to feel like, is it ever going to happen? And, and at times you can get a, you know, here we go again type feeling when, when something goes wrong. So it was good to get the, the first one, and I don't think we lost confidence as a group. You know, I think going into Concordia, um, you know, we felt like we were getting better. You know, I think the Benedictine game, even though it was a loss, uh, gave our guys a ton of confidence, you know, that, that hey, we can play with one of the better teams in the conference and felt like we had every shot to win that game, you know, if we just if we just execute a little better late. So, you know, that gave us some confidence. And then I think, uh, you know, the, the big thing for us was just, you know, finding a way to finish. You know, I thought in the Concordia game, the score right before the half was huge. You know, we were on the one-yard line again. It was a fourth down. We kind of let the time run out and just said we're going we're gonna to play one play and scoring there. Going up by 10 at the half, you know, I thought it was a huge play for us, but um, it definitely feels good to get one. You know, this, uh, this conversation, this, this, uh, this podcast is much more fun when we get a win. Um, you know, talking to the team on Monday, you know, not having to regurgitate the same message of, you know, being close and that, uh, it, it was definitely a different feeling, and I think now our guys are just hungry to, to keep this feeling. Owen says, Coach, I have noticed that there have been a few a few questions recently about your propensity to want to go for it on fourth down. It seems like the kicking game is struggling, especially when it comes to punting. Are you finding that you simply do not have enough confidence in your punters to deliver good kicks, and so it makes better sense to go for it? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence, but, you know, we did punt one time on, on Saturday. Uh, we had a 10-yard punt. Um you know, so obviously that wasn't what we were looking for in that situation. And, you know, as I said before, you know, Peyton's handling the punting duties, and, and he's not a guy that has a ton of punting experience. He was uh, purely a kicker in high school. Um, was a guy that took a year off from football um, and then came out this year. And he's doing a really nice job, you know, in the kicking game. Um, but, again, it's, it's the amount of time that you allocate in practice to punting, uh, how much time is he working on punting versus kicking and things like that. And, you know, Knowing that we're not going to punt a lot, you know, we put a lot more emphasis on on, on, on the kicking game with him. You know, so he's working, um, you know, both place kicking and kickoff duties, um, and we're not spending as much time on punting. You know, knowing that we're going to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down. So uh, it's a little bit, of, you know, honestly, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, we feel like in a lot of situations we're not going to gain a ton of yards in a punt situation, so we might as well we might as well just go for it. You know, and. Um, you know, we feel very confident that, that when you get four downs and when you know you're going to have four downs that you can pick up a first down, and it, it helps you with your play calling a little bit. You know, it makes third and five, you know, can be a rundown for you instead of having to be a pass down, things like that. So, um, you know, it, it's something we're going to continue to do. So uh, we're going to continue to go for it on fourth down. I think, like I said last week, we're leading the nation in fourth down attempts by a pretty wide margin, and I don't, I don't anticipate that changing. 
Sandy says, I see this topic of conversation on the news a lot lately. A lot of experts are pointing out that kids are suffering from the effects of COVID lockdowns and not being able to go to school. Are you finding that students are impacted by the still, both on the football field and in the classroom? You know, not, not on the football field. I, I, do think, um, I do think it's changed the classroom a little bit. I think we have, uh, you know, there's some students who for, for two years, kind of at the end of their, their high school career, um, had a very different experience. You know, they had a very different classroom expectation and things like that. And um, they, they had to learn differently. You know, they learned virtually at times. Um, you know, they were in and out of school probably a little bit with, you know, um, COVID and the close contact rules and, and the quarantine times and things like that. And, um, you know, I also think you see it with our, with our guys who are kind of our current juniors in our program. You know, their first two years of college were very, very different. You know, their classroom environment was very different. So um, I, I see a little bit of that um, in the classroom. I think some guys just, just learning how to be, um, you know, back in the classroom again has been a challenge for some guys. And, uh, you know, I think as a high school, you know, with all the challenges, I think, you know, in some situations they changed how they graded. You know, I think there were some times where kids were given – um, extra time and, and deadlines maybe weren't as important because there was so much uh, so much fluidity in the classroom and uh, now they're back into a little bit more of a structured environment um, and, and it's a little different for them. So you see that a little bit. I think we're seeing some kids that really have to adjust and um, you know, like I said, for some of our guys, their college experience feels like a real college experience for the first time this fall. Um, you know, even last year, the vast majority of the year, we still had some COVID restrictions, um, you know, just socially and things like that. So uh, for some guys, they're, they're getting their first real college experience, and, and that makes it a little different. Next up, we have Connor, who has a couple of NFL questions for you. The first one, he says, Philadelphia is 6-0 and and the New York Giants are 5-1. and I understood there were a lot of analysts who believed that Philadelphia would be good this year, but the Giants surprised me. Are you surprised by both of those teams, and do you see them as the teams to beat in the conference? Uh, Philly, I think, is the team to beat. I think uh, from watching them, they look like the best team, the most complete team. Uh, they can run the ball. You know, Hurts is playing well. Two dynamic receivers with uh, with Brown and Smith. Uh, they look to me to be the best team. The Giants, you know, I think I think a little bit of uh, of the NFL is just hanging around. You know, they they've just kind of hung around in some games. And um, you know, I saw some stats from last week. They beat the Ravens last week, and they were uh, significantly outgained. Um, Yards per play, total yards, you know, they were kind of dominated in vast, you know, vast uh, majority of the game and kind of found a way to win late. And, you know, they were down, I think, 10 or 17 to Green Bay the week before. I mean, <clears throat> they're a team that I think uh, that record, you know, may be a little bit more fraudulent, you know, may not be, uh, you know, quite where, quite where it should be. But you know, I think the NFC, I think the whole league is really wide open. It looks like Buffalo and, and then kind of everybody else to some degree. Um I'd be surprised if the Eagles aren't there at the end, um, you know, as one of the top teams, but I, I would be surprised if the Giants are, are kind of a Super Bowl contender in five or six weeks. Well, you have a good lead in there because Connor would also like to know. He says, Buffalo looks like the team that is clearly the one to beat in the AFC. Kansas City, I have a lot of doubts about. Do you find anybody is nearly as good as them, or are they clearly the team representing the conference? Now, I don't know if I would say clearly. I think I think they're the best team right now. Um, I still think Baltimore is really good. You know, Baltimore's blown. I think I think in all six games they've had a ten point lead, and they're only three and three. You know, so I think that they're a team that that's very dangerous. Um, you know, they they led Buffalo I think by seventeen or something in that game, and 
uh, when they played. So, you know, I think they're a team that could be dangerous. Obviously, uh, you know, you're not going to count out Mahomes and, and, uh, and that group. You know, so I think they're, they're a team that's really dangerous. And uh, the biggest thing is it's such a long season. You know, they're you know, not even to the halfway mark. Um, they're probably 35 or 40 percent of the way through the season right now. And, you know, some of these things can change. And, and all of a sudden a team gets hot in November. And um, it's really hard until about Thanksgiving to really talk about who the true contenders are in the NFL. So I'd say Buffalo right now, I think they're probably the best, the best bet right now. Um, but there's a long way to go. Gary says, less than two weeks away until Halloween. Are you up to two-a-days for your kids' training for trick-or-treating? Well, we got a big night uh, tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, uh, Friday, my son came in school. Um, they do, uh, they call it trunk or treat, where uh, they get to go around kind of the parking lot and, and different families decorate kind of the trunk of their car um, with a different theme for Halloween. They also have a haunted, uh, they have a leaf trail at their school, um, and they make it into a haunted leaf trail. And, and it's haunted by the Lakeland football team who comes in uh, volunteers and, and uh Started off as just giving out candy, and now it's uh, it's transitioned to our players hiding on the leaf trail and jumping out and trying to scare a bunch of second graders. Uh, but but the kids love it, so you know, big night for for my kids at home. Um, also, big night for our players. They really enjoy it. You know, it's a community service event that we do um, every year. That for our guys is just a ton of fun. They get to hang out with kids, and our our, our players do a great job with with kids. Um, they get to eat some candy, which is always good. Um, and, and like I said, the kids at the elementary school just love it. So they, they love to get a chance to be around our players, and our guys will be in jerseys. So you know, it's a big it's a big training event for our kids. You know, to see how much candy they can get, how much they can handle. You know, some of it is, uh, you know, you got that that Halloween bucket or that bag, and you got to get used to handling that weight. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll get them doing some of that stuff, and, and maybe some bicep curls just to make sure we can handle the uh, the weight of the bucket. Um, you know, Blakely is now four, and, and there's no more excuses. You know, you're four years old. You got to put an effort in. You know, you've been carried by your brothers for a couple of years now. Um, you know, eating a lot of candy and not getting as much. You know, because you, you you get a little soft during the uh, the Halloween night. So we need her to step up her game. And it, you know, this will be kind of the first big test for her. You know, walking the leaf trail, getting candy. You know, we'll see how many boxes of nerds she can uh, she can hold at a time. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a big training time, but but it's, it's go time now. We're uh, we're 11 days away. Lindsay would like to know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I I asked I have this question myself. So I'm glad she brought it up. She said, I, uh, "You talk so much about eating pizza all the time, which is a junk food if you get down to it. How is it you eat this badly yet weigh only 150 pounds?" Yeah, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with some pretty good metabolism. Um, you know, so that's been uh, that's been probably the biggest positive. Um, I try to stay active. That, that's the other part. I, I think. Uh, you know, Coach Leto, uh works out every day about two, two or 2.30, so before practice. And um, I've been really good, you know, this year, really since the start of camp, of getting in there with him every day. So, um, you know, I'm on the treadmill. We, we'll, uh, you know, run three or four miles most days and, and get some weight in and stuff like that. So uh, that's been really good for me. Uh, but it's been, it's been a struggle. Um, you know, I, I've actually had a really good year this year. Um, gotten to back down to about my playing weight. So I'm, I'm about uh, – you know, about 150, uh, maybe a little less. That was kind of my playing weight. Uh, there were some years when I wasn't being as active that I was definitely uh, hiding it a little better. Um, you know, so it still feels good just to, just to be consistent with working out. And that's really been the key for me is just being consistent with working out. And, and then, like I said, I've been blessed with some, some really good metabolism, which, which is a good starting point. 
And what are our words of wisdom for this week? Yeah, this is a, you know, kind of a, kind of a big one for me. Uh, write down your passwords. Um, so, you know, we we have the smart TV, and uh, you know, we 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 use YouTube TV for our for our cable, but we also have, you know, Hulu, and we have Netflix, and we have Disney Plus, and and everything else, and. Um, you know, now every password, you know, you, you need to have a capital letter and a special character, and you got to have, I think, a drop of your blood, or I don't know what it is, but these passwords are getting so much more complex. Um, and when you have a four-year-old who wants to get on Disney+, Plus and somehow it's been signed out, and you can't remember the password, um, it, it's, it's a huge event. I mean, this is, this is essentially, uh, you know, being down by seven in the fourth quarter, you got to put a drive together. Because uh, she's freaking out that she wants to watch Sophia the First. You can't figure out what the password is because you don't know if, if Disney is one of the ones that needs an exclamation point at the end or two capital letters or what numbers or what. So had a little meltdown this week, um, but but that's the biggest thing. Write down your passwords. Put them, you know, get a notes app on your phone, uh, which I've started doing. Keep all your passwords safe, uh, not because anyone's going to steal your passwords, um, but just because when you get locked out of Disney Plus and your daughter needs to uh, to get on the TV, it's it's a struggle. Yeah, that's that's the coming of the apocalypse right there. That's <laughs> it. That. That's <laughs> it. Uh, fantastic, Coach. Thanks for joining us this week. All right, thank you, Rob.